Hi, everyone. I'm Nikki Porter. And I'm Nadine Smith. And this is Canada Horse Podcast brought to you by Informed Equestrian. We strive to enhance the lives of horse owners by facilitating conversations that make people want to talk. Canada Horse Podcast. We're spotlighting the Canadian horse industry while serving our mission to help bridge the knowledge gap for horse owners by offering the whys behind the decisions we make for our horses, from their tack to their trainers to their vet care and everything in between. Our listeners are encouraged to use the information offered here on Canada Horse Podcast to make informed choices that suit their individual needs. We believe in education over judgment and informed choices over following the crowd. Hello, this is episode 42 of Canada Horse Podcast. We have been compiling all of the favorites and suggestions from all of you, and we are excited to record this episode and share all of the info that we've put together about equestrian fashion. I feel like we could talk about this one for days. I have to admit, I'm super excited for this episode because we have been having some talks about heavier topics lately. And I totally love those, but I think we're ready for a light, fun topic for us to play with. So to make sure that you get the most out of this as our audience, we want to make sure that we don't just list off items, which could be easy for us to do. We want to give you options, but also speak in as much detail as possible about a few of the essential items that we think will be worth you looking into further or investing in if you choose. Also, we're going to be making a fun announcement later in this episode, so stay tuned for that. Oh, I can't wait to share news about that. So, yes, and I do think it is important to note here that we have no affiliation with these companies. We certainly have our own favorites, um, but we are sharing based on your needs as an equestrian and our intention to just offer some help. If you do end up trying something based on this conversation, it would be great to hear what you think, too. This is a conversation... Just two horse girls sharing recommendations based on information we've gathered through our audience and our own personal experiences. We really hope you enjoy listening to it as much as we enjoy speaking about it. I'm so glad you brought that up, Nadine. Also, before we start, we would like to thank everyone for their input for this episode. You guys really showed up and we loved hearing all of your recommendations. We learned a lot about equestrian fashion, but we also learned about our audience, which was a total bonus. We learned that most of you are Western-based, so if our recommendations feel a bit Western-heavy, that's really why. It isn't that we don't want to speak more about the English side of fashion, but we really wanted to have this conversation stem from recommendations from people who are using them, not just based on what we see in stores or what we see is popular. So if you think of something that you wish we mentioned while we while you're listening to this episode, please don't hesitate to message us and we'll put it into our stories on Instagram or something so that our other listeners will be able to find that out as well. Yeah, it was really important. It, it took us a while to put this episode together and it was really important to us that we found out why everybody loved what they loved and that we weren't just going to the most popular 
middle range things that it seems like the general public uses a lot. We really wanted to like look outside the box and see the things that we use every day that maybe aren't horse related or, you know, some of the higher end things or some of the things that are really cheap, but they are the perfect thing to use in that circumstance. So we have so much to share in this episode. Nikki, what do you say? We just started off with you. Tell me yours. I'll tell you mine right now. That sounds perfect to me. I think it's a great place to start. So the, you tell me yours, I'll tell you mine today. You'll notice we're putting at the beginning of the episode, which is not typical for us, but it's a really great way to just flow into our recommendations. We're talking about what makes a perfect equestrian outfit for you. Nadine, do you want to start? Well, I want to hear yours first, actually, because... (laughs) I, what I love the most about this is that when we ask these questions, it's completely up to the interpretation of the person reading it. Now I put it in our stories yesterday and I used a picture of you at a show. And so maybe it was a leading question because maybe some people took that as like, you know, your show outfit or not, Mm -hmm. but it was literally what makes the perfect equestrian outfit. And that really is determined by your needs, your circumstances, and you as a person. So Mm -hmm. if you share yours first, then I will elaborate on mine a little. Okay. So I immediately thought that I needed to break this into two different categories. And that is like the perfect show outfit versus the perfect just at home and working and riding outfit. I tend to not separate my barn chores outfit from my riding outfit. So whatever... I want to wear in the barn. I'm I'm probably going to ride in that too. So when it comes to shows, perfect equestrian show outfit for me is fitted, tidy, and supported. I do not want anything hanging out. I don't (laughs) want anything moving. I want it just put together. Mm -hmm. So I don't like anything that looks like it might be a distraction. Okay. That's good. I really, you know, I really like that. You put a lot of thought into it. I do. And there's a feel to it too. It's like that like tight feeling that makes you sit up a little straighter. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So for shows, I will sweat for fashion. Okay. So there is nothing that I will not wear that will make me feel confident going into the show pen. Now at home, it's a different story. So it's typically like jeans a sports bra is an absolute must. And then there's always like temperature is over fashion here. So I want to make sure that I'm comfortable and cool and, and can now, if you were with me on a daily basis, my idea of comfort and other people's idea of comfort is very, very different. So I'll be wearing a hoodie when other people are wearing tank tops. It's just the way I am. So, you know, uh, yeah, comfort is definitely over fashion when it comes to home. So, but that being said, because I see you on a regular basis, <laughs> when you get up in the morning, do you put on all your rings and your earrings and your necklaces and all of that too? Yes. My <laughs> rings never come off. Okay. Ever. I literally never take them off. I have one ring that comes off and it only comes off when I cut Mike's hair. Otherwise they stay on. And so um, do you- Do you feel like putting all of that on is part of your equestrian image? Or is that just like who you've always just done that? Like it makes you feel like prettier to do that. I'm just curious. It's, I think it's just me. It depends on the day too. Like uh, right now I can't find my earrings, so I don't have earrings on, but I have a specific style earring that I will put on in the morning. and just makes me feel like if I want to like take a selfie with my horse, or if I want to go do a TikTok video, 
then it just makes me feel like I'm a little more put together and they're super, super lightweight. Uh, mm-hmm. My sister actually makes them, which is funny, but they're, they're super lightweight and they're really cute. So they add just a little something. So I like to like feel like if I, you know, wanted to do something, I think that's because we're in the eye of social media on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. So if you had to like run to the grocery store, when you go to like drop off Lake or go to the grocery store or whatever, like, do you change or make a conscious effort to like put on a different outfit before you go back and go to the barn? Or are you just like in the same thing all day? I'm in the same thing all day. So typically, I mean, there's obviously circumstances here, but like I, I will dress in, well, I should say I will dress in tights if I don't think I'm going to the barn for a while. Like I'll just wear comfy and then I will come home and change into jeans. If I've been like running around and mowing the lawn and doing things like that. Um, and then have to go into jeans. Cause I won't ride in like my Lulu's. I will put jeans on to go ride. Um, but I mean, I go to everywhere with my spurs on to the point oh, where you I do okay. everywhere. Okay. And when I was in my English gear, I went everywhere in my tall boots and, and breeches. Like it was just not even, uh, a thought like, I don't care. I'll go eat at a restaurant in whatever. Yeah. Okay. This is, this is great. I mean, I love yours and I love the all sweat for fashion thing. I just find this so cool. The difference between people. And I've learned something about myself through the process of this, the research for this episode. And I guess I probably knew it all along, but I definitely choose what I wear most often based on comfort and convenience and doing like, cause I put this in our stories for our Instagram and the response from everybody, it was like one side or the other. Usually it's either I really value comfort and convenience, or I really want to like look put together and I want to be matching and I want to look good. And so I kind of see you and I as a little bit like on one side or the other of that, like, even though most horse people are going to wear like what's convenient for them for their, their day. I definitely convenience means choosing to wear something in the morning that I can, you know, take Anderson to school, go riding barn chores, zoom calls into the grocery store. And it's just comfort and convenience kind of usually win over looking pretty. (laughs) (laughs) And I, I, a little bit, I'm like, I don't want to say envious because like, if I really wanted to dress in jewelry and like, look a little more done up every day, I would do it. So it's like a personal choice that I don't, but I do look at people like yourself and that like, kind of look fashionable more of the time than I'm like, Oh, that looks really nice. You know, I, it would be nice if I had a little more, put a little more effort in, in, in that way sometimes, but I mean, I started doing my nails. <laughs> Love the nails. I'll just say like, side note, I don't wear jewelry to the point that I got my ring, my wedding ring tattooed on my finger a couple months ago. Cause like I real, I have a nice, very nice wedding ring and engagement ring, but I don't like wearing them day to day, especially not around the horses. And it just like I don't end up wearing them most of the time unless I go out for like a fancy supper. So I really like that. I just have my ring tattooed on now. (laughs) My, my fingers are like shaped around my rings at this point. Yeah. Just, I mean, this one hasn't been off in 12 years. And they're so pretty. Like I love seeing it. You know what I mean? I just, I like seeing that style. So funny. Okay. So another thing that's huge for me is pockets. 
So some part of my outfit has to have pockets, whether it's in the tights, a jacket, a vest, a fanny pack. I always have to have like a pocket for Kleenex, garbage, phone. I always, oh, another thing I always have on are my earphones. Like I have those Bose headphones that have a wire between them. They're Bluetooth. I literally have them on my neck like all day long. So that's not really part of my outfit, but it's part of my like daily thing. Interesting. Um, so we're in the middle of the hottest part of the summer here. So it's hard to say anything other than like shorts and a tank top, but for real, most of the year I'm in high-waisted tights, a sports bra with a soft tank top or shirt. The material of these things are super important to me. Anything that's like rough or uncomfortable or bound to chafe is like not welcome in my closet. So I'm like big on those, like, I don't know what they're called. Like the, those really soft, like mixed shirts, t-shirts that are very comfortable to wear. I have yet to buy like actual riding tights. So when I'm going to be around the horses, I typically choose my less expensive. So like not my Lulu's, but still very comfortable Amazon tights that are like 30 bucks. So I don't mind if they get like hair or hay in them. And then I want to have on like, I'm going details here. Like I want like crew length socks, like not ankle socks. Cause I don't like my socks and my boots to touch. And then What's my blonde crew? What's crew length? Well, like, you know, like I think that like above ankle socks. Okay. You know, like something that's gonna cover your skin. Yeah. And then I'm mostly in my blundstones. In actually, like probably three quarters of the year, I'll wear like my muck boots. They're just really comfortable to slip on and off. But my blundstones have been going for like eight years, the same pair, and I'm still wearing them. And then so when I go to ride, the only thing I change is my footwear. Just pop off my boots, throw on my cowboy boots and I'm good to go. I am not a person that walks around in cowboy boots all day. And especially not with spurs on, like I will take my spurs off if I'm going to wear my boots somewhere. Really? Oh yeah. It drives yeah. me crazy. Not, not in like a judgmental, like I can't stand somebody that walks around with spurs on. It's just like, I don't like that feeling of the spur moving when I'm walking. Okay. I feel like it alters my gait almost like when I'm, when I'm walking in a, in a weird way. So for a show, 99% of the time, I want like a zipper up shirt, flattering, comfortable jeans. But other than that, I don't have a big preference. Like when I go to a show, literally the last thing I think about is what I'm going to wear. Okay. I just like go into my closet, grab something that's going to match my show pad. And then I'm good to go. So we are like pretty opposite in a lot of, a lot of ways. So, you know, I'm thinking about like, I own, I think one pair of shorts and I bought them in Florida and they're now too small for me. I have not like, you will not see me out in public unless, you know, like we're out at a boat or something. And I feel a little bit like forced, Mm -hmm. but I do not enjoy wearing shorts at all, at all. Then the other thing is tights. Like I wear my Lulu's mowing the lawn. Like I will wear them it, for me, the price of something does not determine how or where I wear it ever. Okay. It's like if it's expensive and it's good quality and I like it, I am going to wear the heck out of it. And mm-hmm. I'm going to wear it all the time. Like I'm the person that wears a good t-shirt to bed. You know, you are I mean? definitely more like Mark. Mark buys like his nice, nice clothes. And then he's like out under the tractor with it. And I'm just like, dude. I grew up having like, I had my barn clothes, which were like the old dirty clothes. And then like 
the new clothes that you don't wear anywhere else. So now I'm trying to like merge that so that I don't have to change three times a day. Yeah. Why don't we talk about some of our responses from our listeners, Nadine? Sure. Okay. I'm just going to read through a bunch and then it's funny because you'll notice how different one side of the other. So we have sprinkles and hay says it has to be comfortable and make you feel like a million bucks. Samantha said practical, comfortable, versatile, and has to make me feel good. Um, we have Jen said for working around the barn, my PJs and my Dunlop boots and a hoodie. And we had one fine bay said polished, well-fitting, perfectly matched with interesting details and some color. Megan said comfort and matchy matchy. I loved that. Uh, Julie said some hints of matching with the horse and the human. So um, a girl I used to ride with or boarded at the same barn, she would match her horse's polos to her shirt. And it was so cute. <laughs> Loved it. Um, Katie said a really nice button up made with that stretchy fabric that feels like athletic wear. Mm. And, um, bits and bridles chimed in and said, clean, well-fitting clothes. And my response to her is ha 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 really clean. Like we'll give that a shot. <laughs> we'll try that out. I don't know how long I stay clean in my day, like five minutes, but I love those. So we have a long list of specific items We're we're looking at what was recommended for jeans, riding shirts, et cetera. So we're going to go through these. We're going to try to make it so it's not just a list but we want to talk about what the different brands are and the different styles that people have experience with. And we hope that it offers you just some variety to be able to go into. Now, it is important for us to note, Nadine, we should note this now, that we didn't go through any of these and look at sizing. We did go through some of these and look at pricing specifically with boots, but we didn't look at it with sizing. However, we did have someone reach out to us and she spoke to us with just a brilliant, should I say letter? Like, it, I feel like it was a yeah. letter, but a brilliant write-up about plus-sized equestrian clothing. So do you want to talk about that right now? Or do you want to go? Yeah, sure. And, and we should mention like she works in the industry. So like she has a good understanding of some of these things. So go ahead, Nikki, you might as well just like start off with that one. Okay. So this is what she wrote to us. First, we really appreciate this input. She says, I find it very common within the equestrian industry for clothes to have a very fitted style. Personally, I do not like clothes to cling to me. The brands mentioned below are brands that either have a more looser fit or have plus-sized options. I cannot speak to many breeches options aside from what we carry. She works at Greenhawk at the store. But I know that we have some die-hard favorites that I will try to include as well. I have not found an equestrian-focused brand of jeans that fit the way that I really like that made me want to invest the money in them. So I just buy my jeans from Old Navy with a high-rise waist and a long, tall inseam option to cover my boots. The brands mentioned below are with references to tops specifically as they are a bit more universal between disciplines when it comes to schooling or casual wear. Ariat, more of a Western-focused brand, but do have some great English options as well. Many of their clothing does have a plus-size option and now offer shipping to Canada. 
Although I have not purchased their jeans or pants before, I have purchased many of their tops and a few jackets as well. All of the items I have received have been great quality, last a long time and true to fit or true fit to size, which is, you know, that's a big thing. I found it helped to also read the description of the item to tell me if it was supposed to be a relaxed fit or a fitted fit clothing available for men, women, and kids. So that's area.com. Carrots. Although I'm a Western rider now, Carrots is a great place to get tops that are available in plus size options. Carrots is an English discipline company and know that their breeches are to die for. We will often tell people that they have to be ready to commit to the change of wearing Carrots breeches all of the time before trying them on because once you try them on, you will never go back. Carrots also has an amazing selection of sun shirts that are extremely light material to keep you cool and covered on the really hot summer days. They're also built a bit longer in the arms, so they have some great show shirt and show jacket options for those who are typically ordering a long or tall sized coat. Clothing available for women and kids. Now, this is a brand that I haven't heard of. It's Wanacomb. Is that something you've heard of? No, no. So it's W-A-N-A-K-O-M-E. I don't know if I'm saying it correctly, but it's all one word. Although this brand is new to us at the store, I'm completely in love with their products. They have options up to 4XL. I fit into the double XL, which is true to size for me being a 2022 in my jeans. We only carry a very small amount of options through the store, but they are a Canadian company, so you wouldn't need to worry about duty or exchange when purchasing online. They have lots of shirts, sweaters, etc., and the clothing's available for men and women. And then lastly is Laced Reigns. This company is also a bit newer to the store, but has a great line of crew neck sweatshirts with really cute sayings on the front. This brand has size options to 3XL. This brand does not have any options for pants, but has a small collections of shirts and sweatshirts. These are great casual wear clothing with a bit of equestrian flair. Although this company markets more towards women, they are a unisex fit. Wow, that was great. Okay, so that covers some things that I think very well that we we're good with carrots now. I think a lot of people did mention Ariat. So when we're looking at our gene selections, we're going to go into this list of things and Ariat's is a, it's at the top of our gene selection. So this, we'll just chat about it right now. Mm-hmm. I think I have ordered every different style Ariat gene. Like I, when I see Ariat's, especially if I see them on, on sale online, I will buy them. Now, typically I go towards like a wider leg uh, I really like trouser style pants and Ariat has some really nice ones and some nice colored ones as well. I also like a hot, bit of a higher rise. So Ariat's I've gone through a lot of their styles. My favorite riding jeans. I mean, like they are the perfect rise for my body type and they're a nice, comfortable material. They don't stretch out too much. All the things is they're like perfect rise um, and I can take a picture of it. And we can put it into the stories. Yeah, you should, because I'm comparing it to like, I think I've only had like one pair of variants and I found them too stretchy and they got slouchy and I didn't like the 
waistband. I like a waistband that's like really um, like wide and thin. And I found their waistband, like just kind of like bulky. Yeah. So there's, there's so many different styles. Um, I can even take a picture of like each different style that I have. Uh, I am slightly obsessed with area jeans. I used to only wear, and I know that you don't like to wear these ones to ride. I used to only wear Grace in LA to ride because I liked the fancier pockets. Mm -hmm. And I went away from those as I developed more of a motherly figure and because they're a little lower rise. Mm-hmm. And I went into a, a more plain fashion style because I, I like that better. And I like the trouser light better. Yeah. So interestingly, nobody actually commented Grace and LA as like their favorite jeans, but I think a lot of us around here have them in our closets and maybe it's because they were like low rise and a little more popular, like a few years ago. And they, and they, I did buy a few pairs as well. Cause I started seeing like, Oh, they have like bling and things like that. It's like my way of trying to amp up my wardrobe a little, but I really don't like to ride or sit in my truck with anything that has beads on the pockets drives me crazy. Uh, when I started seeing like little indents in the bottom of my saddle seat, I was like, Nope, not for me. And I found the same thing. Like personally, I feel like, okay, if I was 10 pounds thinner, like when I bought the jeans, I would be okay with the low rise still. And I think like it fits a petite body better than the high rise ones. Like we talked about how I only have like a centimeter gap um, between my my ribs and like where my pants stop, my chest starts. But yeah, like now they're the low rise just doesn't go with the mom bod. (laughs) Okay. So so my favorite out of all our areas, what are your favorite riding jeans? Oh, okay. So, okay. So I recently bought a pair of Hala jeans and they are going to be on the high end range of price in the scale of riding, but I love them. And so they have just recently come to Canada. And I think, I mean, like I said, I only have one pair because I haven't like spent the money on buying a second pair, but I'm pretty sure they'll run you like 300 bucks. Okay. I know. Yeah. But they're like a very, not a super stretchy jean, like the pair that I have anyway, but they keep their, their feel and they're very, like you can move around in them. Like, again, I'm very physical. So I like to be able to like bend down and get up and I still get on my horse. I don't use a mounting block. So it's like, I want to be able to move my body and I can do that in those jeans. And they also are like high enough rise that they feel flattering, but not so high that they're like sitting under your bra. Mm -hmm. Um, I just feel it. And also like they're normal size. So like I'm a six, I bought a size six again. I'll talk about Kyams right now too, because like Kyams is definitely on the list. It's a good 150 pair of jeans mm-hmm. here in Canada. And I probably like have replaced most of my riding jeans with like, I would wear Kyams also. Mm-hmm. I find them really comfortable, but I have one pair that's like too high. Yes, like, you do. Yeah. Okay. So, (laughs) okay. So I don't, I thought about putting this picture out there, but I just can't, I can't show it to the world, but you know how, like in the Kyams advertising, it's all about the bum. And like, they always are like taking pictures and they like make everybody's like bum look good. So one day I'm recording my ride and I was like, Oh, have the thing set up. Maybe I'll just take a quick little bum pick, (laughs) make it look cute. And I looked at it and I was like, oh no, (laughs) this is not good. 
So I only, I think you're the only person that's ever seen that picture unless you like betrayed me and showed it to somebody oh, else. But like high waisted jeans do not look good on everybody. I would say they're comfortable for everybody, but not flattering on all of us. And <laughs> I am definitely not flattered by the look of myself in Kyle's jeans, but I do like to ride in them. Yeah. Okay. So yes, I think that has to do with your short waist. I feel the same way. Um, cause when I see the higher waisted on longer waisted girls that it, they look quite nice. Yeah. Um, for the Kimes myself, I bought a pair in the winter and let's go back to the sizing for a minute. Right. right? So you're saying that, yeah. is it Hyla? Hala? Hala. Hala. Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> so they, if you know, if I find Areas are the same. Like I know right now I went up to a 28. I was consistently a 27, but now mm-hmm. I'm a 28 and all of their 28s fit. So it's fine. Right. So I'm a little bothered by the sizing for Kimes. Right. Like I never know what size to actually get. And what I did um, last winter is I actually bought a size too big. When I went in, I was like, no, they fit fine. Cause I was wearing them over tights. Cause I wear my Lulu tights under all of my jeans. As soon as it gets chilly enough that I don't sweat with that. So I got them and then I did not like them. I think they're Betty's anyway, they begged to the point where I could feel them begging under my bum when yeah. I was riding. And I was like, oh dear, these don't fit me. So then I went and I picked a couple different sizes or no, a couple different sizes, a couple different styles. And I did end up buying two pairs that I really enjoy. One of course is the wide leg and I can't remember the name of them, but they're Cleo maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, they're darker jean, they're wide leg, they're a nice rise and I really like them. And I think that I'm a size four in those. Okay. And then I got another pair, which are really dark denim and a really nice, like straight leg. I love wearing them under my chaps, Okay, but they're really tight around my thigh. So like, I have to always pull them up because they're so tight around my thigh that they like slide down. So I don't like to wear them like all of the time, unless Mm -hmm. I'm like dressing to impress because they're kind of tight. Yeah. <laughs> I find that too, it's hard to ride in a pair that are too tight in the thigh. Cause then you feel like you're always like pulling them up or something. Mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So that you can move your leg. It's a good point. Like with the Kayams, if I hadn't had somebody helping me kind of like decide on which ones to wear the first time, the first ones I bought are my Bettys, And I really like those. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I, again, I would be like a normal size six or 26 and my Kayams are a zero. Oh Yeah. And so like, it's a little misleading. It's a little weird. Like if you look at their size chart, I'm sure you could look at that and be like, okay, I need to buy a size zero. But if you're just like not paying attention and you're like, oh, I just want to buy, like, that's why when you said you were a size six, I was like, uh oh, those are like two or three sizes too big. Yeah. And um, so it, it is something to be aware of when you're buying clothes. And Somebody else said the Kimes Audrey, which I haven't tried on, but she said they were a snug fit, but super flattering, high waist and comfortable. I'll have to look at those. And someone else mentioned the Bettys. And I, it's these Sarah's that I have that are like a little too stretchy for my liking, a little too, like a little too high. Okay. So I think when you're buying, I think Kimes is like a good 
real nice jean to buy and flattering, but I think you need to like really investigate which model you're getting and yeah. the sizing. Yeah. yeah. Um, I find they fit bodies very differently. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so we talked about the Halas. Definitely recommend if you can swing the cost of them. They're very, very nice. Hello. Wranglers. Have you spent much time in any Wranglers? Nope. 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 I've tried them on plenty of times. I do not have enough junk in the trunk for a Wrangler from what I've gathered or not enough like shape through my hips. Mm -hmm. Um, I find if I want the waist and the hips to fit, they're just, they're just not going to work for me. Some people love them. It's yeah. Not going to work for my body style. Interesting because I had a pair and they were kind of just my, like the jeans I would wear if I wanted to put tights on underneath, they were baggy, you, like really loose fitting. And so they were fine, but I ended up selling them to someone and she was like, Wranglers are my favorite. I, you know, I really want these jeans cause I like them the most. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like just yeah. different body types. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Levi's, do you have any experience in Levi's? There's zero this- personally. I have only one and they were slippery and I sold them immediately. Uh, but like, they're not, I, I, it was 15, 20 years ago. <laughs> so. so the good thing about Levi's is you can get Levi's often at Costco. Yeah. I know for men for sure. And so like an easy pair of like $30 riding jeans and their Levi's. Yeah. So someone had suggested the straight leg 314 or the boot cut 315, which is lighter, has a bit of stretch and great for hot days. So Cool. Again, if you're someone like me who picks and chooses when they wear their most expensive stuff or their cheaper stuff, then something like that would be great for like your everyday riding. Yeah. Okay. So you have down here, Joe's jeans, which I've heard you speak about Joe's jeans before. Uh, I have no experience with them, but why don't we just finish off our jeans chat with that? Okay. So many years ago I was searching for petite person jeans and I found Joe's jeans and I'm obsessed with them, how you are obsessed with your areas. Although I wouldn't necessarily call them my riding jeans. However, the more pairs I get, the more I'm like, I'm just going to ride in these jeans because they're the most comfortable. Uh, Zulily, I would recommend for jeans and for getting discounts. And I I often, if I see them come up on Zulily, I'll buy them true to size, super comfortable, like very soft, lots of different styles and very good for fitting a petite person. Okay. I've heard Zulily as a recommendation for purchasing boots sometimes too. Yes. I got my tin hauls on Zulily. Okay. Interesting. All right. One more um, thing I wanted to say about chaps because you and I had had a conversation about what to wear under your chaps. Yeah. And I personally have a pair of very old American Eagle jeggings that are my under chap jeans, but they're not actually jeans. They're like a cotton material. They just look like jeans. They have a button and a zipper and they're super thin and, um, skinny leg. So they go under my jeans, but they fit great with chaps. So in terms of like, if you're picking something out for under your chaps and my chaps are pretty like tight with the zipper, I don't like to wear real jeans under them. Mm -hmm. So that could be an option for someone. Yeah. Cool. Love it. All right. Let's move to riding shirts. I think you and I both agree on our favorite like show shirt, riding shirt. Yeah, for sure. The style, right? Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. For me. And I think you as well, it's the noble, like zip up front. That's my favorite shirt that I've tried, especially like 
it's, the noble shirts are great and they have like the SPF and the, the zipper is the key. Yeah. I don't know that we can buy them in Canada anymore or from Canada. I don't think not that I've seen. So I have like, I have a black one and I have a white one and I just hope that I don't stain the white one to death. So here's the thing. I did a little bit of looking into noble because it used to be noble outfitters and now it's called noble equestrian. And I think it has been bought or it's now being only sold by Dover. Oh, okay. Um, I found two shirts that were on sale on the Dover website this spring and I bought them from the U S and so now I have it in like almost every color I would recommend, like, if you like a tight fitted zip up, the, the reason we like the zip up shirt is because it doesn't have gaps in the buttons. There's no chance of being caught in the saddle horn and no chance of anything popping out. And but these shirts are true to size, but fitted. They're fitted. So like I wear a size small and they're quite tight on my arms. Yes. Well, Same tight thing. everywhere, but quite tight on my arms. Okay. So another Another zip up shirt that I can personally recommend is called the Royal Highness shirt here in Canada. I know there's a company that a lot of us buy stuff from uh, ranch by design. Mm-hmm. Also Pleasant Ridge carries them and they're a zip up shirt. They're a little, the material isn't quite as nice as the noble ones. And they have like a, a bigger collar. A, mm-hmm. It's just, just a little bit different. They're shorter in the arms, shorter in the waist so that like they don't, there's not as much slack you know when you tuck them in so it's just kind of nice in that way and they have a lot more different color options I've seen them I have not tried them but I might have to yeah I I like those as well like it's definitely another option for the zip up shirt here in Canada that you can get all right why don't you go off on cinch because I know there's like a lot of cinch lovers out there there's a lot of cinch lovers. We have a lot of recommendations for cinch. And really, like when you look up Western shirts, it's probably the first thing that's going to pop up on Google, to be honest. So it is one of the most popular Western riding brands. Now, the one thing that, you know, like I have a, quite a few of the button up cinch show shirts. Um, and my husband got married in a button up cinch show shirt. The patterns are beautiful. There's lots of options. The one thing to be aware of, especially if you're just starting to wear them is that their sizing is a little bit off. So like Mike wears a large in everything and he wears a medium in his cinch shirts, but he wears a large in their modern fit, right? Shirts. So you have to just be aware, like the modern fit is like a little bit of a, of a more fitted men's style. Um, I used to wear extra smalls in their uh, show shirts because I liked things a little more fitted. I'm now into a small (laughs) and, Mm -hmm. you know, they're, they're not maybe as fitted as I would like, but they're comfortable. um, They're well-made they're button up. I'd probably, well, there are probably some snap, but I tend to go towards the button up. Yeah. I, I think a cinch shirt is good for a hot day when you don't want everything close to your skin. Yep. I think people like maybe like the cow, the racers or the cattle penners or something like maybe prefer that style a little more over the like tight fitted shirts. You were probably we're looking at this from a reigning perspective. Yep. So that's I would be like never this. wear my noble shirt in the penning ring. No, it would feel funny. It would look off. It, it, it would look off. Yeah. So it depends what you're doing also. Yeah. Yeah. And so I 
and this is my personal opinion and I haven't looked at sin shirts in a while, but I do find like, I like a solid shirt. Me too. And I like, I don't like a lot of like pink and purple. And I find they're very like women wear pink and purple and men wear blue and green and black. And they don't have a lot of like not girly girl options. I find like, I haven't really noticed that, but I bet I would probably see it now. That being said for the men's, like all of Mike's pretty much are cinch and he loves all the different colors. So he has a lot of really cool, different colored tons of, he loves purple. It's his favorite. Um, yeah. Purple I, shirts and stuff. I, I really like the men's shirt better than the women's shirts for cinch. Like for some reason, like their too. patterns are just like very similar to each other but like not my favorite colors on me. You know okay. what I mean? Yeah. So that's just, I think luckily there's a lot of different brands, but if you see one brand that's like, eh, I don't really love all of those colors, then there's other options. So let's talk about some of these ones that are not so well known around here. Okay. So one that we had a lot of recommendations for, and I have seen, I only ever purchased one item from them. It was a show shirt and I bought it a size too big and it hurt my feelings a little bit because I really loved it. Uh, mm. So I sold it before I got to wear it, but it is ranch dressing. So it's created by Fallon Taylor. She's a world champion barrel racer, trainer, and coach. And she created this brand with the motto, creating one of a kind Western influence couture looks for empowered women of all sizes worldwide. So Canadian customers will likely have to pay duty because it is an American-based company and shirts range anywhere from like 50 to 70 US dollars. She has some wild looking patterns and like so a lot cool. of dye dye and lots of colors. And, you know, a lot of, a lot of stuff is influenced from the barrel world. If you're looking for something a little different. If you like different, like uh, some of her pants, like she has like the flare let or not flare the, like the bell bottom jeans, and they're like super um, bright. And those are like, they're, they're really cool. They're not for everyone, but if you like, you know, something a little different, definitely worth looking. And she, she makes them, like you said, to fit all bodies and stuff. They're definitely made for the variety of sizes that Mm -hmm that all women are for sure. I definitely um, am going to try. I'm going to try one of those shirts. Cause I think they look really cool. I see that we have M six written down there as well. I don't have much experience with M six brand, but I know that there's a dealer in new Brunswick or maybe there's more than one now, but Tammy Smith in new Brunswick deals these. And I've seen them a lot in the barrel world. They look to have this performance material and they zip up. So they look really cool. They have some great patterns. I haven't looked into them because as I, saw them, I was moving into the reigning world. It just doesn't really suit the discipline that we're in. Um, but I see it a lot in the racing world here. I betcha that would work for the cattle penners and sorters as well. If they go into that. They also have something interesting. I forgot to, to look into it, but I'm pretty sure I'm not speaking incorrectly here. I think they have a jean that has like vent zippers down the side. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Another one that I have looked into several times is CR Ranch, where we've had this suggested to us. You have to order them online from Canada, as far as I know. And so you have to pay the duties and taxes and they run about $200 US Mm. for a shirt. So these are for show shirts. We're talking 
particularly if you do reining or ranch riding or any of the like performance course sports, they are really nice. They have sun shirts and many different color and style options. I think you just have to want to invest a little in right. a shirt when you're buying something like that. And also I believe because I've done the sizing, I think they size, they're a little, run a little big because I think I would put myself in like an extra small okay. in based on their sizing chart. So just FYI, if you're looking into those, someone else just mentioned like Ralph Lauren and Brooks brothers. And it is worth mentioning back in the days of Le Chateau mm. and things like that. People would just wear any yeah. button up shirt, you know, any solid color or print color shirt that you think is comfortable works right for shows. Yeah. Okay. So this one I think is interesting and we should move on to our, our uh, next topics so that we're not here literally all day, but <laughs> this one is interesting, especially coming from Amherst where our mosquitoes are so well-trained by the wind that they just grew into small dragons. There's a wind river women's tick and mosquito repellent long sleeve shirt, and they have it at Mark's work warehouse. So it says it's about a hundred or sorry, $50 Canadian. So that is something I'm going to look into because I hate riding outside because their mosquitoes are monstrous. That was one of the suggestions for sure. I like that it's easy to access in Canada and very affordable. And people had, we, I think we talked about this before, but people had recommended the Columbia fishing shirts Ooh, for yes. sun protection for, for that kind of thing. And actually Anderson has one and we went out to see the musical ride last weekend oh, yeah. and it was like 40 degrees. I felt so bad for the RCMP officers and the horses riding, but we threw that long sleeve Columbia shirt on him. And he was, I can't say he was cool, but he was protected and not overheating because he had that on. So I would recommend those if you're outside in the sun all day. Yeah. Rusty, Rusty recommends a lot of the fish, like the fishing wear shirts um because they're lightweight and protective and breathable and all of the things too so all right let's move on to breaches this is going to be a quick one because our listener who sent in all that information she kind of touched on some of these carrots was a good one great price cute colors very comfortable and come in a lot of styles it seems like that's a really good one to get into if you're looking for a pair of tights horsewear is another one i'm a big horsewear blanket buyer so i i love the brand of horsewear and I wanted their tights. I think they look really cool. And I think that I would love to have ones with the little sticky things on the inside and they have the pockets on the outside. Now they run about 140 bucks Canadian. So they're definitely doable. Haven't had personal experience with those. Have you had any experience with any of these riding tights? Or breaches? No, uh, funny is that like, I have two pairs here still, and like, they're the old style side zip area. So no, None of these, but uh, I love the look of the horsewear tights. Yeah. I mean, if you're someone like me who just wears tights all the time, it's kind of neat to be able to just throw those on. Yeah. And then there's the struck. And I think those are a bit of like your higher end pricing and, but they look lovely. Mm. Uh, If I was competing, then I feel like I would be investing in a pair of those. If I was competing in English. Yeah. So if you're English, you're wearing breeches at a show and tights when you're just every day. Or I I wear my breeches all the time. Right. Okay. We had this conversation. Yes. It's just a personal preference. So it'd be like somebody that wears their chaps every day. Yeah. Kind of. Okay. And Cantac Full Seat, they're a Canadian company, I believe. And they were running around 95 bucks. So that's definitely affordable as well. Okay. What about riding tights? Uh, I think that, I think we mixed those in. 
Um, There was that one more that was under that category. Do you want to read that one? I don't know how to say the name. Equestrius Atelier and Lavaza. Maybe perhaps they are um, based in Quebec. I'm going to just quickly Google this while we're doing it. So they're both comfortable from what we've been told. They have great stretch, wash, and wear really well. So those are, sorry if we butchered the name, but those were both recommended as riding tights as well. And I think, I think the main thing is breathability and comfort and also having something that's not see-through. So, you know, I, I really, my favorite pair ever were a rust pair. And I do feel like rust has like, maybe it's come into style again and then gone out. I have no idea, but I like rust too. (laughs) Yeah, She just showed her nails. I liked that because I felt like the darker colors showed less because you're wearing something really tight. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, I think it doesn't matter what size you are. There's always, you know, we all have the experience of having cellulite and I was conscious of that in lighter, in lighter breeches. So I always like darker. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense for sure. I just, I have the website up here and their breeches are really nice looking and they have some different colors and they also have some with pockets and they are fairly like good price, like 110 bucks for a pair. So that was recommended by one of you, our listeners, which is why we don't have a lot of experience with them. Yeah. Let's move on to hot weather. We have lots of hot weather. We already talked about some of it, actually the fishing clothing, the also cooling vests, I think, which would be really neat. And I think, uh, we have some endurance riders and some trail riders that would definitely be in on the cooling vests and things like that. Oh, for sure. Um, now I will say that on TikTok, there's a, a business called social citizen.shop. They have sweat proof t-shirts, I believe is what that company was. Oh yes. Yes. Um, so that might be worth it. If you're someone who you like, honest to God, when I was in Quebec, it was so hot. Now I was wearing my show shirt. So this wouldn't be a solution for that, but even in the warm up pen, it would be great. I sweated through my shirt mm-hmm. and yeah. I was really like conscious of it going back out into the, into this warm up pen after I had gone to into the washroom and saw it. So if you are like that, you're a little worried about having sweat stains or like people seeing that you're sweating. I feel like they're a great, um, a great product to check out. Do you think I it's sweat's a funny thing because in the situation where it's expected, it's normal. If you're at the gym, if you're on a, on a soccer field or playing a sport, it's expected that everybody is just like soaked through with sweat on horses. We're also doing a sport and it is bloody hot out in the sun, but we still feel like we have, we have to wear these like long sleeve shirts and stuff. And so we're obviously sweating. And so sometimes I tell myself, I'm like, everybody's in the same position. We're all sweating. It's normal to see sweat right now, but it is, it does make you feel a little bit self-conscious. Oh yeah. Even though it's like completely normal yes. situation. Yeah. So I thought, because we sent this out to all of you guys and I wrote down most of it, just exactly how you put it. And someone had said sports bra and jeans. And I was like, yes, that she was like, I'm working on my tan while I am out there trying to stay cool. So, I mean, power to you. If you're out there riding in your sports bra and jeans, I haven't made it there yet, but I will maybe. Yeah. 
I used to loved it. It was great. Actually, it was sports bra and, and breeches at the time. But, oh, wow. Yeah, and yeah. then I got cautioned that like, if I fall off, I'm going to tear all my skin off. So that was, you know, a thing where if I was in a lesson, I was absolutely not allowed to wear even a tank top in a lesson. You had to have your shoulders covered. Ah, okay. Yeah. Jeez, I live in tank tops. Okay. All right. Um, someone else said I wear jeans and a long shirt and I suffer through it. Like I'm wearing my jeans when I'm riding and that's it. Okay. Now there is a, a company that Nadine, actually you introduced us to, and it's the Zaya workout brand. They, so Rusty had ordered this top and it came with a stain on it and they were great. And they sent her a new one and we removed the stain. So I got the shirt <laughs> uh, <laughs> and it is my go-to ride on a hot day shirt. Like it, it's a type of material that when, even when it's hot out, when it touches my skin, cause it's a looser fit, when it actually touches my skin, it feels cool to the touch. So it is white it gets filthy and it cleans really well. That's really good. And I mean, we're going to talk about it as well because we have some bras that we like from Zaya. Zaya is a bit of a, it's like one of those MLM type things mm-hmm. where you buy it and then you have parties and you sell it and things like that. So it felt a little bit strange at first, but then we've actually tried like a few of their different yeah. clothing and liked all of it. So we would recommend looking those guys up. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So let's talk about cold weather because we actually have way more cold weather than we do warm weather here. (laughs) Yes, we do. Carhartt's number one. Everybody wants to have Carhartt around here. Yeah. Insulated. Yeah. So I, I just this past winter started wearing the insulated ones over the non-insulated ones. And although they're like heavier and thicker, which is great because I'm in the cold, um, they also are fitted and they don't hook on my horn. So when I'm riding in the winter in like the, the less fitted style, there is the caution of like, if I'm working cattle or something that, you know, you could get hooked on the horn. Yeah. So you wear yours riding and stuff. I don't I wear them wear all the time. I may have worn mine like one time riding. They're great for in the barn doing chores, but I will say that they are long on me. Like I, yeah. I have a hard time with them. Like they drag on the ground and stuff and they, and they are warm, but I've personally found myself wearing fleece lined pants over the overalls. And a few people have suggested different fleece lined pants. Someone said they got theirs from Marks. Someone else said, uh, fleece lined elation, red label breeches. Cool. And I got mine at Costco. Okay. I'm the thrifty shopper here. Like any, I think they're like Eddie Bauer or something. I don't know, but I think I've got a pair for Mark and for me. And they're just like black, not like splash pants, but just easy pants to wear that are fleece lined for the winter. Cool. All right. Now we'll talk a little bit about heated wear because recently I have gotten into more of the heated wear. Now I do have a pair of heated socks. I got them as a gift. They're quite expensive. But let me tell you, they are worth it. The only thing I don't love about this style heated sock that I have, and I know that they're like getting better and better every year they make new ones, um, is that there is one of like the the cords that run over the side of my foot that in certain pairs of boots, I'll feel that and I really don't like it. But I have a heated vest now. I've worn a heated jacket. Again, they're all getting better. My heated jacket, the battery was round. 
and like bulky. And so if I sat in a chair, I could feel it and I didn't like it versus my heated vest now has a battery pack that's like thin and square and I never feel it. And it's not very heavy at all. So I really like that. What brand are they? I don't know the answer to that, but I can let you know. Okay. I feel like I don't, I don't know. I, they're, they're kind of like different unknown to me. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. It's good to know yeah. because the price probably varies and the quality probably varies oh, somewhat. Sure. Uh, one of our listeners recommend the, I'm going to not know the name of this either, but or Oro heated scarf and hoodies. And we looked those up and they are a company specializing in heated apparel designed for all walks of life. They originated in the mid us. So to buy them here in Canada, we would have to do the duties again. And their jackets and vests ranged around 230 to 400 US. Again, these are an investment. And there are a lot of us, a lot of our listeners spend a fair amount of their year in cold temperatures. I think that that is something that a lot of us would be willing to pay for Mm -hmm. the heat. I have heated socks as well. And they saved me at the Franco clinic, at the gym clinics, like means it, it makes you more comfortable. It makes you be able to like pay more attention when you're not freezing your fingers and toes off now. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say one thing that I did note is having gone from a heated jacket to a heated vest. I enjoy the heated vest more because I can layer over top of it and then take the jacket off and still have some added warmth because I, as soon as I start loping, I heat from the inside out. So I get physically quite warm anyway. So then if I only have the heated jacket and I take that layer off, then my heat is completely gone. You know what I mean? So I do like the vest more than the jacket. I think equestrians in general are vest people. I, I don't know. Right. Mark told me, Mark, kind of Mark told me this like a couple of years ago. He's like, I think that vests went out of style, but we all just still wear them. <laughs> just nobody else wear them. I, I don't anything. think that vests are worn by people outside of horse people, but we are like big on vests. Never noticed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, so I'm going to look into the heated vest this year and heat packs in general, you know, you just buy a couple of like things to put in your gloves. We did not discuss gloves. I have yet to find the perfect pair of gloves and I have like worn the fingers out of a lot of gloves and they're either too bulky so that I can't like pick things with them or they're too tight. And then my fingers go numb. I found a pair. You did. I did. They're, um, they're black with a blue, I don't know, stitching on the top and they're the rubber, um, and fleece lined and rubber on your palm. And I think they're SSG, but I'll, I'll look and see. Yes. Couldn't find them anywhere. Rusty found like four pairs available at some store and, and bought them out. Um, oh, wow. and we split them because I like, I love them, love them. So I bought, I got two different kinds, like last winter, one of them was the Watson gloves. And those were the ones that I found like kind of baggy mm-hmm. and they, they were a little bit warmer, but I just, found them too baggy. And then I think they, the other ones were the Western rawhide. They were tighter. I like the fit of those better. I prefer the, the tighter fit of a, le- a leather glove. It's just hard to find ones that, that fit you as I well think, for burn chores. I think a lot of people wear the roping gloves as well. They're just like a cotton oh, yes. um, glove. And I, I, you know, I really like those. They're not good for really cold, cold temperatures, but they're nice for like the medium, just working around the burn. 
um, medium cold weather. Yeah. I definitely wear those in the off season too, like the classic equine cotton ones. One thing I will say that I have learned because I get rashes or eczema or something from the wool on the inside of my gloves, apparently, and I've tried this, you can put rubber rubber gloves on the inside of your leather gloves and that keeps your hands warmer, but it also protects from the wool and doesn't dry them out as much. Okay. You just reminded me of something. I believe it was Helen Smith. She told us what, I don't know if you were with me. She has silk liners that she puts in and I think she can get them at bits and bridles. She puts them in her gloves and she says they're like, okay, we're going to try for that. Yeah. Okay. Moving. Moving. Okay. Someone else did mention a local to them product, um, from a company called Barnyard Yarn Creations for keeping your head warm. And we thought it was important to mention supporting local. We don't always have to buy the name brand things. What you can do is support the person that makes the wool hats or the knitted things around here. Any Anything that you can buy to support the people that are locally making stuff. We have Blondie Cinches around here, not a clothing brand, but a lot of people support her with her girths and her rope halters and things like that. And love I love her really rope halters. Love, yeah. love, love her rope halters. Now, one thing that I'm surprised wasn't brought up for cold weather riding were the, the wild rags because oh, yeah. they do keep you very warm. I, I overheat a little bit in them if I keep them on um, when I'm working really hard, but I do really like them. And there's quite a few local people that will sell the wild rags around here. Don't feel like you have to just you know, search online and pay these big prices for shipping and all the things. There's quite a few great local makers of wild eggs around. Okay. So I do agree with you on that, but I have to say, so a few years ago we went wild and bought like a million wild rags and they do protect my chin from getting chafed because a lot of times my zipper will chafe my chin. So I do like that. I have never found wild rags that I like as much as the ones I bought from the wild rags by Doris in the state. Doris is great. Yep. Her quality is the best. Her stitching is the best and they're nice. Like, I mean, I've had a few different styles and materials, but the silk, like some of the ones that are so heavy are really, really nice. So I I know there is that once you find ones that are like really high quality, it's hard to go back to like the really light feeling ones too. Now that being said, I do like having the different weights Mm -hmm. because, you know, if I'm wearing in the show pen, I don't want one that's super thick and bulky and heavy. So, you know, check it out. And, uh, it's definitely individual style. So, all right. Our next on our list is socks. Now we really only had one. I'm not like a huge sock person. I just buy the cotton socks from the superstore wherever. And I put them on my feet and they just do the job. Like I don't worry about socks. However, Nadine on the other hand is a sock person. So Nadine, what are your favorite? Okay. Well, this is funny for me because your feet are so like, uh, important because you you know what I mean? Like, because you specifically have like sore feet, I would think maybe I need to be. (laughs) Okay. So the noble outfitters or noble equestrian socks are like my favorite socks, not only like for riding, but like in the house too, they, I have a pair of ankle socks that I love of theirs. They have to stay up because I don't have thick calves. So I need socks that are thick that are not just like super like knee high feeling, which I think a lot of the English riders wear under their boots, but they have to stay up and they have to be long enough. And 
thick enough. I like a thicker sock for riding. So the noble socks, if you can find them, I already said this, but buy a pair and buy a pair for me. <laughs> <laughs> buy one for me, one for Nadine. One for me, one for Nadine. Um, we did have another listener talk about compression socks. So if you're a runner, you already probably are familiar, or if you're a nurse, that must be why I've never <laughs> so I do have them and I wear them riding as well. And I have found they're really good for circulation okay. and they're very tight. If you've never worn compression socks before, or if you've never worn, um, shapewear, you don't understand. Shapewear like you go my feet. That's what they are. Perfect. Like you go to pull them on and you're like, this must be for a toddler. Cause like you have to like peel them on to your leg, but then you get them on and they're very comfortable and you don't like feel them as, as anymore. So I bought mine from a company in the U S called pro compression and they run about 30 bucks U S definitely a, an affordable, like long-term sock. They will last for a long time. I feel like socks are one of those things that you either like are a person who invests in socks or you're not like my socks are like $12. So for like three, so I, you know, <laughs> I've never spent a lot of money on socks. It's never been a consideration of mine. Now I might start looking into quality socks because I don't, I know it's important, but as I was looking, I kind of just did a little bit of a search to say like, what are other equestrians wearing for socks? Because not everyone's like me and they actually think it's important. Um, I did come across one that wasn't necessarily you know, designed for equestrians and there wasn't talk around equestrians, but I read about it and I was like, oh, I bet this would be great for people who are working in the barn or people who ride in the cold weather or even like endurance riders. Um, those Clinicians were, so. were outside Clinicians. like yourself. Yeah. So they're called seal skin socks. They're a British company and they're waterproof. So they're pretty pricey, um, but I think they might be worth it. They're designed for fishing and hiking and biking and all those things. I really think they're worth looking into. And I said, you know, maybe they're a little bit pricey. I think you said they were maybe like 70 bucks or something a pair. Uh, yeah, I think the the waterproof um, extreme cold ones that go up quite high, they were 75. Things like this, I, I always see as good Christmas gifts, like something you might not spend money on yourself, but you're like, oh, that's a cool gift to have for someone else. Yeah. Another one that we found were the Ariat over the calf socks. So I think that would be worth trying out. Mm -hmm. And then you found one called mad sports stuff, wild horses, equestrian over the calf socks. They're a compression of the ankle to reduce ankle fatigue and increase blister control. I mean, that sounds pretty good to me. Yeah. I thought that sounded good. And then one of the top recommendations for the things that I was seeing uh, in mass search was that one of the top rated equestrian socks were the Wrangler women's Western boot socks. Now I've never personally had them. I don't believe. Um, I think Rusty has a pair actually, and she really likes them. So yeah, worth looking I would look up all of those. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Underwear. Nobody wanted to tell us about their underwear. So we're going to go with what we know. <laughs> Why aren't you talking about your underwear, everyone? Okay. <laughs> Maybe we're the only ones that really want to talk about our underwear, but I do think it's really important. And we have both had this conversation around like when you ride in the wrong underwear, you know why it's important to talk about the right underwear. Mm -hmm. So I did find one pair that when I found them, I went and literally bought 
10 pairs. I'm not joking. That's not an exaggeration. I have multiple, multiple, multiple pairs. Interesting is that I was then on my way to a show with a friend of mine who was like, oh my God, I just found the best underwear for riding. And I got them at Aerie and they're these and picked up her pair of new clean underwear and showed them to me. And they were the ones that I just went and like bought 10 pairs of. Wow. Okay. They're super soft. They're a full bum and they do have seams, but they don't have elastic. And so I'll wear them under tights even, and don't have like those cut in lines where it like makes my bum look funny. So I really, really, those are my go-to everyday underwear. And when I wear them, I don't have to worry about like, am I riding later in these? I just know that they're going to work. I'm going to go and look for them because I'm always on the hunt for like the perfect pair of like underwear that you can wear all day long and under jeans and tights. And the ones that I love the most, I think I bought at Joe fresh, but you can get styles like these at, um, Levian Rose. I buy a lot of mine at, or, um, some at Victoria's secret. I always am cautious of the ones that have like the ruched bum that end up just like riding up or whatever. It's like you said, like full, full booty, but I like the ones that have like the laser cut. Like, so they're like literally no seam. They're just silky. Yeah. At first I thought they might be slippery in your pants, but they definitely aren't. And some people really like to, maybe this is TMI, but oh, it's okay. Like to ride in thongs. And I mean, I think I stopped buying those <laughs> a long time ago. <laughs> Once I got married. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> and oh, gosh. it's just, you know, I feel like, like I really like the comfort now, yeah. um, mm-hmm. but some people find them very comfortable and then they don't have to worry about lines at all. Yeah, definitely. I'm not wearing thongs ever again. <laughs> <laughs> I will go commando before I put a thong on. <laughs> we have talked to friends that do that. Yeah. And I don't know how that's possible. I don't know. How, no. Okay. No. All right. You also found Derrier Equestri- Equestrian. They are designed specifically to remove chafing, saddle sores, and rubbing of seams from equestrian activities while providing the ultimate in riding support and comfort for men and women. Look up Derrier Equestrian. We can't necessarily recommend them, but it sounds really good. It did sound good. And there was another one that as I was looking, I was like, this is, this is interesting because we talk about the saddle sore aspect all the time where it's like, if you get a saddle sore, you like, you know, oh it. You, gosh. You, you want to avoid that. It's distracting. So, I think how you pronounce it is seduce equestrian underwear, S-E-D-U-C-C-I. And they're specifically designed for horseback riding and actually has a hundred percent guarantee against saddle sores. So they'll refund your purchase if you get a saddle sore. Now I'm probably, you know, maybe thinking a little too far into it, but like, how do you do that? Do you have to send pictures of your saddle stores <laughs> to get your money back? Because oh I my gosh, <laughs> is there anybody listening that is ne- like that doesn't know what we're talking about? I wonder if anybody's like, you get saddle stores? What? Oh man! If you don't know, then you're a lucky one. Yeah, they suck. Okay, all right, let's do bras. Everybody's excited oh, for yeah. the bras, Nikki. All right, I'm excited for the bras. So I'm passionate about my bras, like Nadine, you are about your socks. Yes. Okay. So now when you introduced me to the Zaya brand, I was really pumped because they have a bra called the all-star and 
when Nadine tried it on, she, we actually had this conversation. I think it was yesterday. Hmm. Uh, you described it like you felt like you were in a straight jacket. I put it on and I was like, yeah, I can like <laughs> rule the world in this thing because it goes. <laughs> and my husband would be like, what the heck are you wearing? But like, honestly, my bathing suit's high necked. So like, that's just yeah. the type of person I am, but it goes pretty high in the front but it also has a really thick band at the bottom. So it covers a lot of area and it also has a zip up the back. So I find it gives me, and it's got kind of sparkly. I really like it. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of, it gives me the support and the coverage that I want because I don't want these babies moving at all. Like mm-hmm. no movement. I also got the bomber, which is less coverage And I got a medium in both of these and I'm typically anywhere between like a 36C, a 32D. So I don't love it as much because it's a little lower in the front. And I rode in it the other day in a tank top and I was a little conscious in it. I find, okay, so I have them both as well. And I found the same thing. Like I find the bomber one really comfortable Mm -hmm. and I didn't wear the all-star one for like a year until we had this conversation and I'm, cause I was just like, no, it's too small. I got the too small kind. And then you talked about it. You loved it so much. So I tried it on again and I wore it and I was like, Oh, it's supposed to be this way. I've just never worn a bra. That was like a straight jacket before. <laughs> like, it is like, I, okay. So can you talk about the band and how you, why you like it for when you're showing? Yeah. I don't mind sharing all of this information. Uh, (laughs) It's fine. So I like the wider band at the bottom and it going down a little bit further because when I'm showing and I put on my shapewear, then it like takes away that gap so I can actually um, layer them. So I'll put the bra over top of it Uh, and it smooths out that top line. So sometimes if we have a bra that is like, it has a thinner band, it will, and it'll squeeze you. Mm -hmm. It'll create this little roll underneath the bob or bra band. And then you have a double muffin top, right? So you got a double, double, nobody (laughs) wants the double, especially where we wear a bit of a tighter style show shirt. So I'm looking for that clean line. So I like to layer those two different um, pieces. And you're sitting down, right? So it's like everything compresses when you sit down. So it's going to look like that, even if you don't have it absolutely in normal, you know? Yeah. So someone else recommended the Victoria's secret sports bras. And she, I think that one is probably going to be a similar to the Zaya full chest coverage and long enough to couple the first cup cover the first couple ribs. So it's a similar, like longer style. Yeah. Also I will mention, and I don't know if, if, I think a lot of our listeners do care about the the look of them mm-hmm. with the Zaya anyway. And I'm probably Victoria's Secret. They come really pretty. Yeah. You know, mine yeah. has mine has design and colors and things like that. You know, like nowadays, I think you can get sports bras that are really pretty because a lot of people just wear them to work out in. Or versus, all the time since COVID. All the time. Yeah. And so the one I've lived in for my whole life up until now was just like a complete Nike sports bra, just a spandex with a typical band. It's a racer back, no cups, no wire, no nothing, no adjustable. I don't like, again, I like comfort. So I really don't like anything that has like anything adjustable because it's just like something else to deal with. And so those like flip them over your head, put it on Nike sports bra. 
I've worn the only that for a long time, but those are the kind that are like, people say, you know, you look like a 12 year old boy. Cause they like completely compress you. Right. So I have to say the color thing for me, when I was, before I had a reduction, I was restricted to like, I used to joke and say, I could only get beige, you know, cream, maybe a white. Like I couldn't, yeah. I didn't have an option to find a pretty bra. Um, so now I like, I love finding pretty, but I don't like wearing underwire. So I have to find pretty sports bras. Now I, you know, I wore an underwire the other day and I was like, Hmm, okay. Maybe it looks a little nicer. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay. But speaking of adjustability now, I saw an advertisement for this bra quite a few times on TikTok. And one of my favorite influencers on there did a review on it. And I was like, girl, I need to look into it. And then I didn't look into it until the other day and I ended up buying one. So unfortunately it's a U.S. based company and they have a really cool, um, it's called she fit by the way. So it's fully adjustable. Uh, they have a really cool, um, option where they have a try for free option. You can get five of them and try them for free, but it's not available in Canada. So anyway, I ended up just ordering one and we'll see where, what happens with it. It's gold. It has, uh, or sorry, it's black with rose gold writing on it, which makes my heart happy. Um, they do have a really good size assessment on their website. So I ended up ordering a medium based on what they recommended. So we'll see that, how, how that goes. Uh, and the one they do have lots of different options, but I bought the ultimate sports bra. So it's adjustable in the, in the, um, straps and it's adjustable in the back uh, to make the band adjustable as well. So I'm excited. You're going you to do a TikTok review with that one? Sure. <laughs> I'll make How sure much- my tights are up to my boobs. <laughs> How much does one of those run you? Um, uh, I paid well over a hundred dollars for it. Okay. I'll, so it's, I'll- but it, I mean, it'll probably be one you'll have for 10 years. I hope so. Yeah. And th- I mean, the Nike ones I was talking about, those are like a $35 bra. So like, right pretty simple. And then the Zaya ones were, I think they were more like a 65, were they? Yeah, I think so. Something like that. Zaya, Zaya was a little pricey. Mm-hmm. I found when I was like picking things out, but, um, they have some really cute girls clothing too. So I got some stuff for Blake. Yeah. I feel like they're like priced around like Lululemon, but you're a little bit questionable about them because they're not as right. Well-known. Yeah. Okay. So one of our other listeners, I wanted to mention this one. She said the under armor front zip sports bra. And she said that one has all the support even, and it's easy, even with, um, she has RI. So that's rheumatoid arthritis. So I think the front zip is something that's something to mention for ease. She fit the, she fit has a front zip as well. Okay. Yeah. All right. Nick's sports bras and underwear. Now, a lot of people really like those, but you've heard a couple of complaints about those. Well, I had never really heard of NYX or maybe I hadn't just paid attention to it. And very interesting. The day before we had this conversation, I was sitting at a table and two women were talking about their NYX bra and how much they love them. They're neither of them are horse people, how much they love them, but that the only thing they don't like is that the strap falls down sometimes. And I'm telling you, if a non-horsey person is bothered by a strap falling down, Mm -mm. a horsey person is going to go crazy. So I don't know if they have different options or not, but yeah, that was something that both of them said. So I thought that was interesting. 
That's why um, we like the Racerbacks, man. Yeah, for sure. One more, okay. Notori Dynamic Convertible Contour Sports Bras. This is apparently the unicorn of sports bras and it has nice wide straps, sits at about 115 bucks. Yeah, so as an observer of bras, when I went to look at this, um, it looks really comfortable. The only thing that I was a little cautious of, and I probably wouldn't purchase it unless I knew somebody who had one, is it looked a little lower. So if you're someone who doesn't want cleavage or you, you're a little conscious of that, it looked like it might be something I'm not as comfortable in as say the she fit or the under armor that has the front zip because they tend to go up just a little higher. Okay. Okay. I think we have covered all of the undergarments. Let's move <laughs> on to boots. And I have zero experience with English riding boots, except for when I was a really little kid and I wore like the rubber English oh. riding boots. So why don't you talk a little bit about that? Uh, Blake has a pair of those rubber riding boots. <laughs> and I also started in those. I think it's like a rite of passage for mm-hmm. all of us. Okay. So really I'm not in that world anymore at all. But I was in Green Hawk in Quebec not that long ago, and I went to the back where they had their boot section, and I was like floored by the large availability of beautiful half chaps. So it like I remember the struggle of getting tall boots that fit properly, and I know that friends that are all different sizes had a lot of different uh, struggles in different areas. So like I have large feet, but a smaller calf. So it was challenging for me to find one that's long enough in the foot, but it's not small enough in the calf. And then you have other people who have the opposite problem. So, you know, I grew up riding in someone else's customs. So they would grow out of their custom boots and they automatically went to me and it was lovely. So I, I feel like if you struggle to get tall boots, I think that the, the half chap companies have recognized that and they've done a great job of giving selection that is like style and comfort. And it looks like something you can just pair really nicely with a nice pair of paddock boots and eliminate those, those problems. Um, the custom boots that I had, I don't remember zippers really being all that, uh, accessible when I was younger, but it seems to be more of a thing now. Like adjustability is more of a thing now in riding boots. Um, I had to get gussets cut into mine. So I have, um, I have, elastic gussets in the insides of mine. Now I will just note that quality is a hundred percent worth the money because I pulled my custom boots on last week and they felt great and they fit me. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. Like I have had them since I was a teenager. Yeah. I'm sure that some English friends and listeners could speak more to the English boots, but I think that's all we have for right now. What we do have is a ton of cowboy boot suggestions. Yes, we do. Uh, you guys love your different cowboy boots. So the one thing that we tried to do here is just look at a little bit of the different price ranges, um, because it's hard to say, I feel like cowboy boots are a really individual thing. Um, when it comes to style and colors and all of the different things. So we looked at some of the different price ranges and we'll just, oh, side note here is that I did have a recommendation from somebody on how to 
or how to, how to break in your boots, because, you know, some of the conversations we had are like, these ones are really easy to break in. And these ones aren't so easy to break in. Like, so the tin halls from my experience, not easy to break in, but someone shared with me a method to break in boots that she's noticed in the English world that I am going to try with my new boulet boots. And I'm not going to tell you what the method is right now. I'm actually going to just make a video on it. And so you can see it and we're going to see how that works. Now, one boot that I was told that she felt like were super easy to break in because they're soft is the Macy beans. So she was really happy. Uh, this particular person who I was talking to um, said that they were really easy to break in, but she's not looking to go back to a Macy beans because she feels like she needs a thicker sole that offers her foot a little bit more support. So where you have like the the good in one side, it also offers a challenge in another way. So it's all what, what suits you. So that though, it's like such a personal thing. For example, like maybe that person like you is just in her cowboy boots all day versus yes, me. Yes. I literally only put them on to ride and then take them off unless I'm at a show and I'm on them in them all day that I would be happy to have a nice thin sole. Cause I'm not walking around on them. Right. So we'll go through as quick as possible here, but for myself, I have looked law like far and wide for boots for myself. And like, I am envious of people who just are like, these are pretty, I'm going to put them on, I'm going to buy them or people mm. that can just buy them online. Cause they're like, Oh, that's what I want. Um, because I just don't have that luxury where I have needs with my feet. Like I have arthritis. So it makes it a challenge. We've talked about this now. I did make a TikTok about like, asking you guys, what's the piece of clothing or equipment that you wish would last a lifetime. And I'm not the only one that has it be, that has struggles with boots. So thank you for making me feel less alone. Um, it, you know, it is a struggle and anytime we're, tr we're on a trip, it's like known to anybody with us that Mike and I are going to boot stores to see if we can find a boot pair of boots for me. So I just recently found Mike literally sent me a message and was like, go buy these boots. They were on marketplace from a woman we knew and she had them on their brand new tags on them. I think I paid 160 or $170 for them and they're regular $400 pair of boulet boots. And I wore them to ride in the other day for the first time. And my foot was a little sore the next day, but they're nice boots. Um, they're soft. They are a, um, a uh, rubber sole, not a leather sole. I like the leather sole for breaking in, but because I wear them so much, I, I wear through my soles. So I'm going to try these ones out. So that's interesting. And I don't know if you specifically said this, but it's the exotic material that you like. I do. These ones, I don't believe are exotic, but they're almost as soft. Okay. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Okay. So when you, I noticed that the pair of yours are just like a standard height. Yes. Do you notice that your boots, um, catch on your fenders at all? Uh, if I wear the really low, I think they're area, maybe, um, what are they called? Uh, fat babies. If I okay. wear the really low fat babies, I will notice that at times. Um, but I haven't noticed that at all with the ones okay. that are Yeah. I have, I know, I think it's like the short, short leg, short stirrup mm -hmm. thing. And I haven't tried this with my new saddle, but 
just having a standard height of cowboy boot, I used to notice it would really bother me because the top of the boot would kind of catch on the fender when, and that's distracting. Mm-hmm. And so I bought a higher length boot that I really like. So my tin halls, they're not the, the cutter kind, you know, that are really tall, mm-hmm. but they're just kind of like in the middle range, but I like a tall boot. Now I'd be interested to know if that's a struggle now that you have fenders that are actually like your size fenders. Exactly. Yeah. I'm not sure that I think if, if you're out there and you notice that your boots catch, then that's definitely a thing to look into is like getting a higher boot. And I think now we could say that the style of your boot doesn't necessarily have to match like your discipline anymore. Right. Because a lot of people like the tall, Mm -hmm. what are those called? Tall. There's a name for them. Stove pipe. Maybe, no, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. It used to be like a cattle cutting boot or something, but now people like the Rainers wear them. Anybody, yeah. I think you can just wear whatever style toe or boot you like. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay. Okay. So, so, the, so the boules, I just want to touch on the fact that they're like, from what I see, they range from like 300 to 550. Now I was just looking at a couple Canadian sites. So there, I'm sure that there's some that are out of that price range. Um, but that's, that's typically what I saw. And here in Nova Scotia, I know we have at least one dealer. So they're accessible to us easily in Canada. Tin Hall, they have a different kind of sole. It's like a plastic sole. And so they're see-through. So they're really neat. You can buy like different styles and you can see through them and they, you can always just clean off the bottom and then you can see the image on the bottom, which are really cool. Very, very slippery. If you're walking around on pavement that is wet or icy or anything else or (laughs) I've never had like a big problem with them but I do have to be careful and they run like 200 you found a pair well 200 I think would be on the like low range and then about to a thousand up on the high range again I've got mine on Zulily you can get them online different retailers so my wedding boots are tin halls I wore them that one night and then I wore them to an exhibition in PEI and almost broke my neck in the cow barn. And since I like, because of the development of my foot, I cannot even get my foot into the boot because they're a harder top and a harder bottom. So if you have foot struggles, it's probably not the right brand for you. But if you really like cool designs and you have no pro- foot problems and you don't, you can even, nah, you want to, wouldn't want to buff them up probably. So, so here's another thing then. I think because I have small feet and small legs, I like that. And another thing with the sizing is that I size down for these. So I'm a normal, like six, six and a half, and I'm a five and a half in the tin halls. Interesting. Okay. I didn't know that. And I literally have to grab the leather things like the hooks at the top and pull them on. Okay. Like, like it's like an effort to get them on, but then once they're on and you're through that ankle part, then they're comfortable. So I can see why someone with like feet problems would kind of mind that. Yeah. It's not an option. <laughs> okay. Uh, which, okay. Ariat, Ariat, Ariat Heritage, um, paddock boot. They are a recommendation from listeners. They're in the range of about a two fifty to three fifty range. Now I, I used to ride in some paddock boots, but not anymore. Yeah. I haven't ridden in paddock boots in years, but I didn't look at the price range of the paddock boots. I should say, I just kind of like oh. looked at area cowboy boots and, cowboy boots and they're like a good medium range mm-hmm. price. Um, but yeah, paddock boots, some people like we wear our blundstones, like, like some people wear paddock boots. Right. Yeah, exactly. And I, and the thing is with, with that is that if you want to just like get on 
and your horse, you can ride your horse without spurs. Like you can ride with them on, yeah. you know, with the blundstones or the paddock boots, you can just get on and do it. And it's not a big deal. Yeah. Anderson bean, you talked about the Macy beans, but these are Anderson beans. So they are also, you knew somebody else that had them. People I thought them. she had Anderson beans. She had Macy beans, Anderson beans. Okay. I don't know much about them other than the fact they look nice. And I found the range around three to 500. Okay. Just from the sites I was looking so at. So many different options. I think like when you come down to the style and the look of them, which is kind of nice. It's like a personal thing. Yeah. Dan post boots came highly recommended from one of our friends. They are fairly reasonable, like a 150 yeah. to 400. Now, was that US or Canadian? I wonder. Um, I think it was the two Canadian sites that I was looking at. So it wasn't too bad there. I feel like they're a really good working boot. Okay. Um, from what I could see, there's a couple styles there that, you know, it looks like you would just like go and grab and, and they're super, um, just easy to go and pull on and go do some work in. Okay. Rio of Mercedes. These guys have a range of like three to 900. So they're, they can get a little bit pricey and they have quite a few options also including some exotic materials, which tend to be a little softer, right? Super pretty, super pretty boots. Um, I think they are a little bit more on the higher end of things, uh, but they, they look really nice. I hate the price of exotic materials and I probably don't love the concept of them, but I tell you, I love the feel of them. Yeah. That is a thing, right? It's, Mm -hmm. it's, you know, buying ostrich or alligator or buffalo or whatever else. Yeah. It's, you know, you have to decide if that's what you want to do or not. Yep. Durango's this person said they must be high tops. That's what I was thinking. High tops. Right. that go almost up to your knee. They are another range, like similar range, 230 to to 800. I've heard lots of people wear the Durangos. Yeah. And then the other that we just wanted to briefly touch on was customs. So with my struggles, I've had a lot of people say to me, like, you need to just tell your husband you need customs for Christmas. And I feel like that's a big pill to swallow just financially. It feels like it's a lot, but, and especially with the fact that like, I used to be able to put my feet in my tin halls and now I can't. So how much further are things going to change? So I would be a little cautious on that, but, uh, we really only know of one option for custom boots. We haven't looked into it. So if you guys know of anything, uh, in the Western custom boot world, we would be interested in hearing about it, but the one that we know about, I didn't write it down. What's it called? De Niro. De Niro. Yeah. yeah. So it's very popular in the reigning world. Uh, some larger names have some beautiful custom boots. Um, mm-hmm. I think I know somebody from around here who has a pair as well. They're absolutely gorgeous. Uh, they are pricier. I believe they're Italian made, but they look like a lot of fun. Yeah. I think if you're going to, going to invest like several hundred, maybe thousand dollars or more, into a pair of boots that could last you a very long time. I think that that's worth it. Or if you spend a lot of time in them, it's worth the investment. Gosh, we pay like $2,000 for our iPhones. So true story. Definitely something we could invest in. Yeah. Okay. Let's keep it moving to our muck boots. Do you even wear muck boots or are you just cowboy boots? Um, I used to wear muck boots and I made the mistake of leaving them in my burn. And then like one spider made a nest in them. And now I'm like, nope, 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 nope. Um, so 
just simply based on the fact that I won them in a, I went to the St. Quentin rodeo and I won them there and I did really like them. They're nice and light and they were nice and warm and all of the things. Um, but because I didn't really invest in them, I must not have been overly like invested in them. So okay. I just wear my cowboy boots and I wear, I wear my blundstones a lot. So I have like a working pair and a nicer pair. I am a big I have bought into the muck boot thing. And it's not just like the muck. I have personally muck boots now, like the brand. Mm-hmm. My favorite ones, of course, were the Noble Outfitter ones that I can't get anymore. I just found them so comfortable. And I wore them until like I had to put duct tape on them to keep, you know, they were cracked and everything because I had them for a long time. I, I mean, we get a lot of water around here and in the snow and everything. Like they're very light. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm going to generalize because like typically they're very similar in terms of style. Yeah. The muck boots I have, they're um, a bit tighter in the calf than my older yeah. other noble ones, but still very light waterproof and warm. I don't find them quite as comfortable, but mm-hmm. it is what it is. There's also bogs, which is like our go-to for Anderson. I've never bought a pair of adult bogs, but I can imagine they're just as comfortable and light and warm and waterproof. And then someone else said Ariat hybrid rancher waterproof 400 gram Western boot. Very specific. Very specific. We'll have to look into that. So all of those boots I'm guessing are going to range you in the 80 to 120-ish dollars Canadian. Yeah. Now what's the popular, oh, the hunter boots seem to really be quite popular in the English world. Um, the rubber boots, they're really pretty. My sister has a pair and she has like sheepskin liners for them. And she really, really likes them. They're on the higher end of pricing. Uh, mm-hmm. and they're a little bit more on like, if you want a fashionable rubber boot, people tend to go that way. If I lived in Halifax and I was doing horse thing, I always said like, if I lived in the city, I would wear hunters. Like I really like the look of them and stuff, but First of all, I'd have shavings and hay stuck in the liners and then they're not insulated unless you have the sheepskin lining. I just never sprung from them. But again, that comes down to the comfort and convenience over the fashion, right? Yeah, for sure. Also, you can get hunters in all these different colors and stuff and they're really pretty. Yeah. All right. We're moving on to helmets. Helmets and hats. I was interested to see like that it was overwhelmingly Tipperary and Charles Owen, Owen, and not anything else from a lot of our listeners. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Really the only two I have experience with as well. Yeah. And I mean, like we are familiar with Troxel around here as well, but it's interesting that like, it wasn't anybody's favorite that they thought to talk about. I like my Tipperary helmets. I have a couple, I find them very comfortable. You have one as well. So pretty. Love it. So pretty, likes looking really nice on the shelf. (laughs) Uh, I wore it last week, just (laughs) Just teasing and, and excellent safety ratings. Like both of those brands have the MIPS as well now, which is like that concussion that we've talked about this in our helmet episode, but if you hit the helmet and hit it on a soft ground, you can still get a concussion from the inside of the helmet with the MIPS kind of like helps to counteract that. So it's like a little bit of a movable cushion inside the helmet. I'm really butchering that explanation, but somebody that works in a helmet store could explain that a little bit better. Yeah. Holly Chow knows a lot about that stuff. So if you're curious about it, she is quite passionate about the topic. Um, I 
Charles Owens was my go-to hat growing up in the English world. And I love that they're still a popular brand now because that just shows the longevity of the brand um, and the um, integrity. So I think that is fantastic. I have my Charles Owens helmet from years back upstairs on display now. It's a decorative piece of my house. So there was one other thing in terms of safety, actually Holly from Bits and Bridles um, wanted us to mention this because she said a lot of English riders specifically are coming in looking for riding vests now, Mm -hmm. safety vests, and some of them can be cumbersome and a little bit hot this time of year. And she said the Helite airbag vests are a very good option, safe, lightweight, they're cooler, and the refills are not super expensive. You can go and look for details or contact your local store or Holly at bits and bridles to talk more about that. But basically there's a cord and they have an air canister. And so when you're riding, it just seems normal. It's just like an under the clothing vest and then it's attached to the saddle, I believe. So then if you fall off at a certain speed, then it pulls the cord and then it blows up before you hit the ground. So it's like an airbag. Super interesting. Our last clinic that we taught Uh, a woman walked into the ring wearing one of those vests and someone else realized the importance of this. So I was like, oh, wow, I'm really glad you said that. They said, just a heads up. She has this air vest on in case it deploys. It sounds like a shotgun. So just to be prepared with your horses, it's going to create a loud bang if it does actually deploy. Now, I don't know if all of them are loud. Um, you, or, that. you know what I mean? Damn, I should have had my vest on. <laughs> Great for that one person that had the vest. I actually have a friend that has one and she was like so excited. She just got it and she went and used it for the very first time on her like 17 two hand horse. And then when she went to get off, she forgot to like <gasps> unplug it. And then she like blew up the canister the first time. <laughs> I feel like I would do that every time, Uh, but it's, it's great that that's, uh, that that's becoming more popular and great that there's Mm -hmm. a lightweight option for people, especially because we ride, especially endurance, the time to ride is in the summer. So you want safety and comfort. So that's great. I appreciate, um, Holly sharing that with us for sure. Okay. Cowboy hats. We have a couple of options here. I like your story about the cowboy hat. Can you just tell that quickly before we go into the options? Sure. So I came into the Western world in the penning world where like the, the cowboy hat tends to hit the dirt and like everybody's wearing these like crumpled up cowboy <laughs> hats. And now I'm going into the reigning world where like, I remember somebody telling me they were, they were talking to a judge and the judge said, what's the very first thing you notice about a horse and rider when they come into the ring? And the judge said hat. And I was mortified because I wear a tractor supply hat. (laughs) It's a black felt hat that I think it's a Justin brand, but it's from tractor supply. It was very cheap and it looks as cheap as it cost. I'm sure. Um, but I have committed that I will buy a new hat when I win a class. So I will wear that ugly hat until I improve to the point where I feel like I'm ready for a new hat. Um, And so, yeah, that's my story. I love that. I think that's a really good thing to strive for. Yeah. And I would not notice. I know. I know. That's like delayed gratification in this court. In this case is a bad idea. I'm like, I don't care. (laughs) The judge is never going to let you win because you're ugly. (laughs) I know. I'm 
I'm not winning because of that. No, no, no. <laughs> Which is like the opposite of what I believe. Cause I'm like going in there with my helmet and I'm like, who cares? You know, but if they're judging me on my hat, I'm never winning either. <laughs> no worries. Um, so we didn't have a lot of recommendations, but I think everybody knows Shorty's hats. Like it's a very popular cowboy hat brand. Right. Yes. American Hat Co. was another one. And there's a Twisted X. Is that? Yeah, I think it's a Triple X maybe. Or Twisted X, Triple X. No, Twisted X maybe shoes. There's something else. Yeah. I don't even know what brand my hat is. I still have one too. Um, but it's just a, an ornament right now as well. Some people are super, super passionate about their hats. So if you're a passionate hat person and you're like rooting for me to not be wearing my uh, tractor supply hat, then I, I like like the sharp really pretty shape. Okay. So when I, when I started doing raining and I start because I do all my research and I'm looking at everything and they're talking about getting your hat shaped. And so there's not a lot of understanding when you're just out there in the world new with this, but Mm -hmm. from my understanding, people buy their hat, but then they go and get it shaped by a hat shaper, Mm -hmm. not necessarily just like buy it off the rack and like wear it like that. And so if you Google, there's like some good images of like different shapes that are meant for sometimes like different disciplines. But I think, again, things are opening up and people are just like sometimes just shaping their hats the way that they like it. Yeah, that is a little confusing to me. Like, like, I, I don't really even have that much of an eye for detail for like those kinds of things where I would look and be like, Oh, that person's got their hat shaped like a cutter, but they're in the raining pen. You know what I mean? Like, it's just not really in my wheelhouse. Whereas Dan noticed your hat and I would never notice something like that. I think when you, because we're from Nova Scotia, there's like, you can't go to Halifax and go to a cowboy hat store. Like that's just not. So like when you travel it, one of my favorite things is to go to these stores and look at the different styles and just look at, see like what shape fits my face the best. Like there, I I know that Dan was telling me recently that he thinks I need to have a different brim and like just complimentary to your face. So part of it is just going and trying on all these different ones. And it's kind of neat to go into a place like shorties and they have the hats that aren't shaped at all yet. Mm -hmm. Um, and you put them on and you can laugh at them, but some people, some people wear them without any shape. Um, oh yeah, it's a, a trend as well. But um, just trying on the different ones, I love, and maybe I just love rust. I love the color of like a rust hat. You do love rust, yes, I do. I do too. It's it's in right now as well. So I think the thing is, is like when I started into this thing, I was told you wear felt in the winter and straw in the summer, but that's not necessarily the case. Yes, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, people do believe in that. And I do think that, you know, it makes a lot of sense. Well, you'd be cooler maybe in the summer, but like I don't see many rainers wearing a straw hat. I have one that I really, really like. Um, But I like the feeling of a felt hat. So uh, yeah. Yeah, It's personal preference, guys. That's the thing is like, if you're listening to this going like, what cowboy hat should I wear? I think it really comes down to what are you doing? What do you, where are you and what's accessible to you and price and location? And what do you, what do you like? And there's going to be people to judge every decision, no matter what, like I, I put a post up. I can't even remember what TikTok this was like. I have no idea. Oh, it was something about like, you know, understanding the opinion of others and yourself and blah, blah, blah. 
And somebody actually went on and made a comment that said, if you grew up on a real ranch, you would care more about your horses than you would about your, uh, the opinions of others. And I was like, well, okay, I'm not even responding. But like, I can guarantee if somebody's listening right now and they're, you know, they grew up in Alberta and they, they grew up in this industry and in this lifestyle that like the shape and the style and the, the weight of your hat were very important to the job you were doing. They'd be like, girls, you're crazy. Yes, there is a reason, but like, Mm -hmm. we have to be realistic. We live in Nova Scotia. So we don't, we just haven't been exposed to that. And so we can be a little more like, you know, I'll wear my felt hat in the show pen. First, also people have a thing about like touching their hat and like how they put their hat down. Like again, yeah. Our cowboy hats are just like something we have to put on when we go into a show. Less of a tool. And yeah, not like, I think cowboy hats do mean a lot to some people. Yes. Exactly. Like you're saying it's don't touch my cowboy hat. Yeah. You know, but for us, doesn't matter as much. And if you're listening and you're trying to get suggestions, then I'd say, do what we're saying. Just do what you want. <laughs> do what you want. <laughs> Ball hats and toques. We do know a lot about because we live in them summer and winter. Yeah. So my favorite ball hat is the ranch brand ponytail hat. Now ranch brand is a brand out of Quebec. I'm of course going to forget the name of the gentleman who started it. Uh, But interesting is when I was showing in Quebec, everybody was wearing ranch brand, like all of the time. The one thing about ranch brand, I'm a little surprised that they haven't had a conversation with Kimes because anytime I wear it, somebody says to me, I love your Kimes hat. Or, you know, Mike wears a lot of ranch brand t-shirts and people always mistake the logos. But I hope that they don't get called out by Kimes because I love, love, love their hats. The ponytail hat is like, it it just fits perfect and a lot of really cute little designs. So I, I really like it. Yeah, they are really cute. And I love that they're Canadian. There is that ponytail brand hat. Like you sent me that a long time Ooh. ago. And then I get a lot of ads for them on TikTok and Facebook and Instagram haven't tried them yet, but they have a neat like snap so that you can wear them with or without your ponytail, which is really cool. Someone else said the Richardson's 112 cap. Do you know about this? So Richardson's are a really nice quality hat. Uh, So we have ordered, uh, and I only know about like the quality of the hats because we actually order hats for Eminem, but we've ordered a lot of Richardson's just based on the fact that people really enjoy that brand. It's a good quality. Um, they have the trucker hats all the way to like the, the, what's it called? Is it a flex band? Maybe yes. it doesn't have the hole at all. Yeah. Um, with my hair being the way it is, I can wear those again. Uh, I really like them or you wear a low ponytail with them. Uh, but people really like the Richardsons. They, they are well-made and, and, um, they fit nicely. I feel like having a, wearing a hat is kind of a good way to support a brand that you like. Totally. It's an easy way to, and a lot of different businesses have a hat. So it's kind of a way like, you know, wearing a statement on your shirt. Like I really do like (laughs) What I almost just said it's like the t-shirt of the head. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. If you want to make a statement or support a business, the hat is the way to go. 
Yeah. And so my favorite hat that I wear is my m M&M and hat. I love the light blue color. And I love that it's like got the mesh in the back. Like I like a mesh back hat for the summer. And that might be a Richardson actually. Yeah. Very comfortable. I do have some hats that I think are really pretty, but they hurt across the front of my forehead. Like interesting. So I want you to look, yes. So I want you to look at why it hurts. So because I design, like I put the logos on hats or design where they're going to go. I'm very Mm -hmm. conscious of that because if you put a logo across the front, if you're someone who has a sensitive forehead and you're trying to support a brand, be aware that the puffed up logos or a lot like a, a heavy logo, it's going to create pressure on the for, on your forehead as it goes across that crease. So I, the Hey Chicks, love Hey Chicks, want to support Hey Chicks. There's give me a headache. Yeah, same here. I have to say, I haven't competed a lot. And at my first horse show this year, I won the High Point ranch horse and I got a hat and it says high point on the back and Mark kind of rolled his eyes at me and was like oh my gosh you weirdo like and I'm like I'm gonna wear this hat it's like oh my, my first God. one it says high point on it you know it's cool that's brilliant I have not thought of high point hats I think that's brilliant I'm gonna yeah look at that. that's it's a just, great idea I just think it's great so cool. I don't know maybe it's me being nerdy but I just find like uh, wearing a hat that's just like a popular brand, like Under Armour. We have a lot of Under Armour brand hats here. My husband buys hats, like they're going out of style, but I do find it's like a cool way to just yeah. support what you like. So yep. there's that. Tooks, I'm going to say my higher horsemanship old hat is my favorite hat. And it's just like a basic knit, not knit hat. Like what's that material? Uh, I don't know. I also do like a hat that is lined with fleece. If, oh, if I'm going with a warm hat, I want it to have fleece on the inside. And some of the Ariat hats do have that, like that big red one that I have has fleece on the inside. Those are two of my requirements for hats, but I, for toques yeah. anyway. Now I do have the Carhartt ones, which are quite popular. Like you, it doesn't matter what you do in life. It seems to be like the hat that represents like, all the different styles. Um, I did have somebody say something negative about the Carhartt brand on a video that I had made saying, I can't, I think it was to do with vaccines. So I think that just rubs people the wrong way sometimes. Hmm. Um, Just the values of different companies. So the only thing about the Carhartt hats is their style this year came out really tall. So I don't like their newest style, but I like their old style Dukes. We have a few of them here and I find on my head, for some reason, they rise up like they, they I'll be like going around and I have to kind of pull them down. Right. The car, the car hearts are my dress up too. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. If I'm going to the mall or something, I'll wear my car. I do have a funny story about how I started wearing a Carhartt hat. Uh, I was driving down the road one day with my friend Rusty in the truck and I was like, I don't know whose hat this is, but it was in my house and it's mine now because I love it. And it was this gray Carhartt toque. And she looks over and she was like, "Uh, it's mine actually, but you can have it. (laughs) And so that's how I started wearing Carhartt hats. Um, But I, yeah, I, I, I do like them. Oh my goodness, Nikki. I think we got to the end of the list. That, that, yeah. So long episode guys, sorry, but we, we just had a lot of fun with this. Um, we hope that it gives you some recommendations and honestly, like clothes, they're just something that we have experience with every single day because we have to wear them. 
So yeah. And, and there's so much personal preference that goes into it. It's really fun to see what other people do and why. And a couple more things before we end, I just want to shout out some of our brands that we like to buy from other than what we've talked about here. Like I'm talking like lifestyle. We have a couple of brands that we've talked about before, but just want to like go over it again. We are both really big fans of cold cactus boutique. Yeah. They, she's rocking it with, if you like to have like a Western style here in Canada, which is, I guess it's just, if you live out West, you probably see more of this, but around here in the East, we don't see it as much. Yeah. No, Tara's great. And if you haven't heard from her, go check her out. I tend to do late night shopping on cold cactus boutique. Yeah. And then, and she carries a lot of like popular brands like Kimes as well. Yeah. Then pale horse, which our friend Renata out West, my favorite t-shirt is my Dolly Parton Mm t-shirt that I got from her. I love it. I love that it's like got Dolly on it. And I love that it's that really, really soft, comfortable material that I love. And a lot of her stuff is handmade. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I just, I appreciate all the work and the time and the energy that goes into all of her pieces. And she has, she's known, I think where her popularity kind of came from was her Beth Dutton jacket um, designed around a, a jacket that Beth wore in Yellowstone. So super cool. Love it. Love what she's doing. She's cool. Yeah. And her real big thing is like, not again, it's, it's against like fast, fast fashion. It's like really high quality individual pieces. So very neat. Before we went to Las Vegas, I made a big purchase with Prairie, Prairie girl couture. I think that might be the one that I just came across this week, maybe there was one in BC. Are they in BC? I think they're out West somewhere. Yeah. yeah maybe there's, catch one. there's one in BC that I just came across this week that I was like, Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. I really liked came fast and they were really good. I got those shoes that have the rhinestones on them, mm-hmm. jewelry, accessories, a couple of shirts. I really like those guys for Western type look and stuff as well. So I, I think if you're looking for that Western style here in Canada, those are definitely good options Mm -hmm. in the States. I've followed Mindy May's market, uh, for a while. And they, I like a lot of their stuff that they have like for clothing and things. So I would recommend looking at those as well. Do you have any more brands that you would recommend shopping from everyday clothes? No, I don't think so. I think those pretty much cover it. Uh, there is one Cody and Sue. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, I tend to get a lot of stuff from Cody and Sue and, uh, if you want, this is like, but if you want cheap throwaway, fun, like Western-y clothing that you're like, I don't really care if it's high quality, but you want to have fun with it. Sheen, if you look up Western on Sheen, um, they have a ton of options and, you know, they arrive in, you know, three to six months <laughs> and they cost about $6. Um, but if you look at the reviews, you'll be able to tell what's, what's better quality and you make sure you look at the reviews for sizing, but Mm -hmm. I have found a fair amount of my, just like throw on and go do the things like a couple dresses for our Vegas trip came from Sheen. Right. Same here. Yeah. I'm, uh, again, because I, I care how comfortable they are. I wore the dresses from Sheen, but like I got a shirt and I just couldn't wear it. It was just like itchy and I just couldn't, but 
Yeah. I mean, especially like if you're going to the Calgary Stampede for a night or you're going to like the night at the show and you want to dress a little different than you would normally dress and you don't want to put a lot of money into it. That's definitely a good option. Yeah, for sure. All right. Our last exciting thing. We talked to Holly from Bits and Brattles, who was on our episode about body image. And we had a really cool idea that we talked about with her. Do you want to go over it, Nikki? No, you go over it. Okay. So what she's going to do is she's going to put together a Bits and Bridles suggested favorites type outfit for a giveaway. And whether you're an English writer or a Western writer, you can apply to be part of the giveaway because she's going to do one or the other, depending on whoever wins. So what we're going to do is we're going to make a post. You're hearing about it first now. And so we'll have some stipulations on Instagram of how to enter, but it's going to be about a $200 value. And she's picking out some things that are like really high sellers, I guess. Cool. Best sellers in the store. So very big thank you to Holly from Bits and Bridles for doing this for us. It's it's a really fun way to end off this. Well, we're not even done. We have one more episode in our equestrian image series. It feels like we're done because we already recorded that interview. So it feels like this one's the final one, but it's not. We still have one more uh, episode of the equestrian image series, and that's on fitness and strength and all of the things. And I can't wait for you to hear it because it was a great couple, great conversations. Well, we have one more, one more special one. What? With Murph. Oh, we do. We didn't, we, yeah, we haven't <laughs> recorded that yet. I forgot about that one. Um, so yeah, we're not quite done recording for that. It's going to be a big episode again. This is a big one. These are big episodes because there's a lot to put in. And so, yeah, we wanted to add in the nutrition and my husband is obsessed with nutrition. And so I just really thought, this is the perfect time to bring him in and ask him some questions. So we're going to do that in our next episode, the final episode in the series. Cool. So yes, again, this was a bit longer of an episode than we typically do, but I do have to just say, sometimes I get messages from one specific person that says, Oh, another short episode. I got into the vehicle and I was like, so excited. I had this long of a drive and I couldn't wait to listen to your episode. And it was like 18 minutes. What the heck? So <laughs> Here's a nice long one for you. Save, you know, hopefully you had a nice long commute for this one. Uh, (laughs) We really enjoyed doing it. And we're so grateful for all of you who shared your suggestions. And if you end up buying anything or trying anything that we listed on this episode, please like make a story and tag us in it or just send it to us. Send us a picture. We'd love to hear. It's really fun to know that we've impacted you guys. Cool. Awesome. I agree. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. And we hope that you find some amazing pieces that help (laughs) you uh, feel fashionable, fun, and functional when you're riding. Bye. Thanks for listening today. If you know a fellow Canadian equestrian or equine business you think needs to be highlighted on the show, be sure to email podcast at informedequestrian.com so we can be in touch. And if you enjoyed today's episode, the best way to send us some love is by sharing about Canada Horse Podcast and Informed Equestrian with your friends. And leaving a review is always appreciated. Your support means the world to us. Until next time. Right on, Canada. Canada.